0: audio podcast network. Hello, everyone. This is Megan. And this is Alana. And welcome to Tea Time Crimes, a podcast where every week you hear a refined and bold tea review from our expert, Alana. You know, it tricks you because it sits delicately, but then as it goes down, you can feel the body and it really lingers. With the natural pairing of a horrific murder. She murdered at least 14 people. Ew. But they still dig in. So join us each week to hear the story of a woman through the lens of murder and mayhem and hear two friends having the time of their lives. You know I hate true crime, right? Um, are you sure? Yeah. Anyway, listen wherever you get your podcasts. t crime, out! Welcome to the True Crime podcast you can binge on your lunch break. My name is Joy. I am a school librarian, obsessive researcher, and lifelong true crime nerd. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new case to dissect. We'll focus on the facts, giving exposure to some of the lesser-known stories in the true crime world. You never know what you might learn. This is Bite-Sized Crime. Welcome back to Bite-Sized Crime. This week, I'm bringing you the case of a young mother who disappeared 700 miles from home. It's a story with many twists and turns on the road to justice. This episode discusses sensitive topics, so listener discretion is advised. In the early morning hours of Sunday, July 26, 2020, Ebony Williams was pulling into the parking lot of the Edge Apartments in Miramar, Florida, where she was visiting friends, when suddenly something caught her eye. A small boy, barefoot and wearing only a t-shirt and diaper all alone alarmed ebony approached the toddler Quote, "when i got out of the car i heard the baby crying so i walked over and i realized that he was by himself i asked him where's your mommy and he pointed kind of like everywhere ebony scooped up the little boy and began searching the area assuming she would hear someone calling his name A mother herself, Ebony knew she would be frantically looking for her own child in that situation. But there was no one around. It really did seem as though the boy was alone. Ebony began knocking on doors in the apartment complex, hoping that someone would recognize him or know his mother. She managed to find a woman who offered to change the boy's diaper, but no one seemed to know where he had come from or who he belonged to. Realizing that something was very wrong, the two women called the police. Officers from the Miramar Police Department responded to the scene. The little boy seemed upset but was otherwise unharmed. Unfortunately, there was no explanation for how he had ended up wandering the streets alone. He wasn't able to tell the officers his name or how old he was. He just babbled in baby talk. Back at the station, officers cleaned the boy up and gave him toys to play with while they began searching for his family. They reached out to other jurisdictions to see if he had been reported missing but he didn't match the description of any current missing children. They released a picture of him on social media, and over the following 36 hours, the image of his adorable face and golden curls was shared thousands of times across the internet. It eventually reached Gina Lewis in Jasper, Alabama. She knew right away who that little boy was, her two-year-old nephew, Camden. But why was he in Florida, and where was Leela? Gina called the Miramar Police Department and told them everything she knew. Her sister, 21-year-old Leela Cavett, lived in Dawsonville, Georgia, about an hour north of Atlanta, with her son Camden. Although the rest of her family lived four hours away in Alabama, Leela seemed to be happy in Georgia, where she worked at Duncan to support her son. She hadn't mentioned anything to her family about traveling to Florida, where she didn't know anyone and it seemed unlikely that she would take an impromptu vacation with a toddler in the middle of a global pandemic. Gina told Seven News that, while Leela could be impulsive, quote, she would not leave Camden in those conditions. Her son was everything to her. The fact that he was left wandering alone in a parking lot was an indication that something bad had happened. While Leela's family made the 12-hour drive from Jasper, Alabama to Miramar, Florida, Two year old Camden was placed in foster care with the Florida Department of Children and Families, and the Miramar Police Department continued to search for Leela. In a Facebook post, the department stated that they were, quote, gravely concerned for her safety and well being. They released new images of Leela along with her white Chevy truck, which the family believed she would have been driving. The truck was distinctive a mid 90s model with a red tailgate and a baby on board sign in the passenger window. Investigators hoped that someone would spot it and call it in. Three days later, on July 29th, law enforcement announced that they had found the truck in the parking lot of a Walmart just two miles away from the apartment complex where Camden had been found. Because the Walmart was in a different jurisdiction, the Miramar PD was now collaborating with the Hollywood Police Department. In a statement to the press, the Hollywood PD revealed that a witness had recalled seeing Leela near Hollywood Boulevard and Highway 441, which led investigators to the Walmart. But although they found the truck, there was no trace of Leela. Because of this, she was officially named a missing person. By this point, Leela's family members had arrived in Florida and were actively working with investigators. They provided new pictures of Leela, including images of her tattoos, hoping that it would help find her. They hung flyers around the area and talked to the media to get her story into the public eye. Her father, Curtis, told NBC6, I want to let her know. Listen, I love you. I'm here on the ground. Me and my team are here searching for you. We're not going to stop until we get some answers or justice. We want people to be vigilant of their surroundings. The family also hired a lawyer to help them get custody of Camden, who was still in foster care. Camden's biological father was also seeking custody and the whole process was slowed down by the COVID-19 pandemic. But the state assured Leela's family that Camden was being well cared for and would be reunited with them soon. Meanwhile, the investigation was in full swing. The FBI was called in to provide assistance to local law enforcement, and they started to put together a timeline of Leela's last known movements. According to the family, Leela FaceTimed her sister on July seventeenth, and everything seemed fine. She texted off and on until July 23rd, then only communicated through social media for a few days after that. On July 26th, the same day Camden was found, Leela's grandmother said that she messaged Leela on Facebook and received a thumbs up in return. Now investigators wondered if that came from Leela or from someone else who may have had her phone. With the help of Leela's family, investigators began to dig into her social media accounts, where they found some interesting activity. In the days before her disappearance, Leela had asked several people for money, including her uncle and Camden's father. She had also been selling items on Facebook Marketplace, including some expensive headphones and her Toyota Corolla. Investigators believe that Leela sold the Corolla and used that money to purchase the white truck that she later drove to Florida. In one of the Marketplace posts, Leela included a screenshot that showed her phone's web browser and one of the open tabs was an online dating site. Had Leela met someone online, perhaps someone in Florida? Leela's father, Curtis, believed the answer was yes. He told NBC6 that they had found a message on Leela's phone from a man asking her to come to Florida for the weekend. Curtis even said that he had reached out to the man himself, hoping to get information about Leela's plans. It was a new lead for investigators to follow. At a news conference on August 13th, Special Agent George Pirro told reporters quote, We believe that some people who are familiar with the circumstances surrounding Leela's disappearance remain in our community, while some have left the area. We're investigating every possibility as to why Leela went missing. Additionally, along with our other law enforcement partners, we are aggressively pursuing a large number of leads to reunite Camden and Leela. The FBI also released new images of Leela captured on surveillance cameras in the days leading up to her disappearance. On the night of July 24th, Leela and Camden were seen at a Cracker Barrel in Vero Beach, Florida, about nine hours south of her home in Dawsonville. No one else was with them. On July 25th, Leela and Camden were seen multiple times at a racetrack gas station in Hollywood, right next to the Walmart where her truck was later found. The FBI released video footage of the truck entering the gas station parking lot, as well as footage of Leela later getting out of a Lexus sedan and entering the convenience store. They didn't offer much explanation for Leela's activities, but they asked anyone with information to call the tip line. Of course, the FBI didn't release everything they had to the public. Behind the scenes, investigators were gathering evidence and building their case, and three days later, a man was in custody. On August 16th, federal agents arrested 38-year-old Shannon DeMar Ryan and charged him with kidnapping and lying to a federal officer. They were confident that he was responsible for Leela's disappearance. But Shannon Ryan had his own version of events, and it was quite a story. In a video posted to his Facebook account on August 9th, a week before his arrest, Ryan said that he and Leela had known each other since January of 2019, when she knocked on his door in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, in the middle of the night, claiming her car had broken down. According to Ryan, he let Leela stay the night, but the next day, she admitted that she had been kicked out of her house and didn't have anywhere to go. Ryan claimed he let Leela and her then one-year-old son Camden move in with him for a few months. Eventually, Leela and Camden moved back to Georgia, but Ryan said they stayed in touch. On his Facebook page, Ryan identified himself as a master of the occult arts, making money doing psychic readings. According to Ryan, he was in Florida in July of 2020 visiting his apprentice who was ill when he saw that Leela had purchased the white truck. He messaged her and said that he wanted to buy it from her. She agreed to drive the truck down to Florida to make the sale and that she would stay and become his new apprentice. When Leela and Camden arrived in Florida. They met up with Ryan at the Walmart in Hollywood, where he paid her $3,000 for the truck. Leela and Camden then got into Ryan's Lexus, stopping at the racetrack gas station. Ryan said they spent the day together at the beach, returning to the gas station later that evening. Then, Ryan claimed that Leela started talking to, quote, some guys in a car, guys that he thought looked familiar. According to Ryan, he tried to talk Leela out of leaving with these men, but she took Camden and got into the men's dark sedan, all of this taking place around 2 a.m. Ryan said that he waited next to her truck for a long time, thinking she would return eventually, but she didn't. Ryan then claimed that he stayed around the racetrack for the next few days, using their Wi-Fi and waiting for Leela to return. He then returned to the Walmart, where he saw that the white truck had a broken window, so he put a garbage bag over it to protect it from the rain. Suddenly, he was surrounded by police officers who said they were looking for a missing woman. Ryan watched as they searched his Lexus, and he told them that he didn't know where Leela was or that she was even missing. Unfortunately for Shannon Ryan, his story didn't line up with the evidence that investigators had been gathering. Here is what they found. According to the FBI, Leela Cavett did leave Georgia with the intention of becoming Shannon Ryan's apprentice. Leela left Georgia on July 24th, arriving with Camden in Hollywood, Florida, on the afternoon of July 25th. At 2.20 p.m., Leela pulled the white truck into the racetrack parking lot and stopped behind a silver Lexus with a missing front end. Surveillance video showed Leela speaking with the driver of the Lexus, Shannon Ryan, who gestured in the direction of the Walmart. Ryan then got back into his Lexus, and Leela followed behind in the truck. At this time, investigators believe Leela left the truck in the Walmart parking lot and got into Ryan's Lexus with Camden. At 3.06 p.m., the Lexus pulled back into the racetrack. Leela got out of the driver's seat, spent three minutes in the convenience store, then returned to the Lexus. A few minutes later, Ryan purchased cigarettes from the convenience store, then also returned to the Lexus. They weren't seen again until 4.51 p.m., nearly two hours later, when Leela and Camden were seen shopping at the family dollar. After that, there is a nearly four-hour gap in the arrest report. Presumably, the three of them went to the beach, as Ryan previously stated. At 8:35 p.m., Leela was seen at the Cheesecake Factory, where Ryan said she went inside to pick up their food. The last known sighting of Leela was at 10.15 p.m. when the Lexus pulled back into the racetrack. With Camden on her hip, Leela filled a cup at the soda machine while Ryan paid for gas. The three of them then left the convenience store and drove off in the silver Lexus, Ryan at the wheel. There is no evidence that Leela ever returned to the racetrack that night, or that she got into a dark sedan with three strange men like Ryan had claimed. But there is evidence that Ryan was responsible for leaving two-year-old Camden alone in a parking lot. At 8 o'clock on the morning of July 26th, Shannon Ryan returned to the racetrack where he withdrew money from an ATM. 20 minutes later, the silver Lexus was caught on surveillance camera pulling into the parking lot of the Edge apartments. An individual matching Ryan's description was spotted on camera a moment later. According to the arrest affidavit, Ryan's cell phone pinged off a tower nearby in the moments just before Camden was found wandering alone. At 8.38 a.m., the Lexus was back at the racetrack. The car sat in the parking lot for 20 minutes, and it seemed as though there was movement inside, but Ryan didn't get out. Instead, he drove away again, then returned a few minutes later, parking next to the dumpster in the back. At 9.30 a.m., Ryan drove to the Walmart. Inside the store, he purchased large garbage bags, extra-strength carpet odor eliminator, and duct tape. Later that day, Ryan called a friend and told him that he had a truck for sale for $1,000 that a girl he knew had driven it down from Georgia. But the friend wasn't interested. On July 27th, Ryan moved the white truck from the Walmart parking lot to the racetrack, parking it next to the dumpster. Ryan was seen on camera going back and forth between the truck and the dumpster. This was confirmed by a gas station employee who remembered seeing him that day. The employee also stated that when they later looked inside the dumpster, they saw children's toys and women's clothes, including a pair of floral pants that matched the picture taken of Leela at the Cracker Barrel just days before. According to the arrest affidavit, Ryan was also seen dragging a large object wrapped in black garbage bags from the truck to the dumpster. He then placed what appeared to be a pile of bloody towels into a nearby trash can. Data pulled from his cell phone would later reveal that shortly after midnight on July 26th, Ryan had searched the internet for a timetable of commercial garbage pickup in Hollywood, Florida. By this time, investigators were actively looking for Leela and the white truck. A license plate reader confirmed that the truck had been seen at the Walmart in Hollywood, so police set up a surveillance detail. They didn't have to wait long, on July 28th, detectives watched as Shannon Ryan approached the truck with keys in hand. Before he could get in, he was surrounded by officers, questioning him about Leela and the truck. He told them his version of the story, including the part about the men in the dark sedan and the broken window in the truck. The officers didn't have enough to arrest Ryan at the time, but they quickly began investigating his statements. As I mentioned before, there was no proof of the men in the sedan— but there was evidence that directly contradicted his statement about the broken window. Ryan claimed that Leela had delivered the truck to him with a broken window, but surveillance video showed that all the windows were intact when Leela arrived in Florida. Once investigators obtained a federal warrant to search the truck, they discovered that the driver's side window had been broken and the driver's side visor was bent, possibly indicating that there had been a struggle. According to the arrest affidavit, investigators also discovered shovels in the truck that had quote, small droplets of a red substance on them. Investigators were also able to obtain a warrant to search the silver Lexus. Inside, they found black trash bags, a half-empty bottle of all-purpose cleaner with bleach, and a white powdery substance underneath the passenger seat. After Ryan's arrest on August 16th, Leela's family struggled to make sense of everything. Her father, Curtis, told Seven News, quote, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm upset. Curtis also expressed that he thought Ryan knew more than he was saying, that he was holding back important details. Curtis didn't believe that his daughter was involved in witchcraft, but he wanted to let investigators do their job, believing that justice was out there. Unfortunately, the road to justice can be slow and bumpy. A federal judge ruled that Ryan was a flight risk and ordered that he be held at the Broward County Jail without bond until the case could go before a grand jury. Leela's family continued to wait while Ryan sat in jail. Then, in April of 2021, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida announced that they were dropping the federal charge of kidnapping. No explanation was given, but the charge was dismissed without prejudice, which means that they can still file federal charges in the future. Naturally, Leela's family was devastated by this news. Her sister Karina told NBC6, quote, I think it's unfair. Whether she's alive or she's not, she's out there somewhere, regardless if she's breathing or she's not. She's somewhere, and I feel like they need to put more effort into finding her. We need justice. Although the federal kidnapping charge was dropped, Shannon Ryan still faced a state charge of child neglect for his abandonment of Camden. Even without the federal charge, he would remain in jail. Then, in May of 2021, the Hollywood Police Department filed their own charges, second-degree murder and tampering with evidence. Ryan pleaded not guilty to all charges. As of this recording, he is still in jail awaiting trial. Leela Cavett is still missing. Investigators have continued to search, canvassing neighborhoods and combing through landfills. They are not giving up on her, and neither is her family. They are now raising Camden with all the love his mother would have given him, and they continue to wait for justice. If you have any information about Leela's case, please contact the Hollywood Police Department at 954-764-4357 or contact Broward Crime Stoppers at BrowardCrimestoppers.org. And don't forget to share Leela's story so we can bring her home. Thank you for listening to Bite-Sized Crime. This episode was written, researched, and edited by me, Joyce Scaglion. Theme music is by Arts Guitars. For episode transcripts, pictures, and sources, please visit bitesizedcrimepod.com. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at crimepod. If you have a suggestion for a case I should cover, please email me at bite bite-sizedcrimepod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Part of the Balance Audio Podcast Network.